The Outlet from your Queenstown app. Emma, can you please tell me about your role in Federated Farmers and a bit about your farming background? My role in centres, I am the arable chair for Federated Farmers Otago. So each Federated Farmers region has its own industry representatives which sit on the um, executives. So in Otago we've got a arable meat and wool chair, a dairy chairish and also a high country chair. And then you've got your president and your vice president and then a whole lot of other elected members as well. And so um, we probably catch up three or four times a year and we focus generally on local Otago issues, but then we also, um, the executive like the chairs, get involved in a lot of the national discussions that's happening in the advocacy base as well. I farm over in the Mini Otago, so I'm a sheep and beef farmer. I grew up here. I came back to the farm in 2009 and um, I'm here with my husband and we we have two small children. We are sheep, beef and arable, so we're a bit of a mix. And um, we're also irrigators. We've got 475 hectares of irrigation and a mix of hill country and flat. And we're also one of the um, special parts of our property is the um, Upper Tyree Scroll Play. Federated farmers have released their roadmap to restore farmer confidence. And one of the things that came through is the record low farmer confidence. Could you please talk me through those results and a few of farmers' concerns in Otago. Firstly, I just want to acknowledge that this low confidence, it's not just a primary sector thing, right? Like we're seeing amazing rates of change across the world and across our country and people experiencing hardship, not only in um, the primary sector, but also health and education. Everyone's feeling the impacts of that pace of change. But in the primary sector, like we're a 35 billion export value in 2022 and I know that went up again this last year but we are seeing um, the results from surveys that Federated Farmers have done have shown that a negative 65% rating on farmer confidence and that's basically done by scoring the negatives and positives and the, the survey results they do and they've got a really really good uptake on those surveys and it's also been backed up by other surveys that have been done by other organisations. I know some of the banks have done them as well, and so it's not just showing up in one survey. It's pretty consistent. You can't really rate how well farmers are doing on on the pure export value, right, because we've got those increasing interest rates, those input costs that are going up around fertiliser and fuel. I know that's come back a bit, but it's been up and down, and, and then also the lower returns that are coming. So actually, it's... It's squeezing people a lot, but one of the things that we're really seeing that is impacting is that regulatory uncertainty in the space of, um, we've seen a lot of high scale pace change in the past sort of 10 years and that's really impacting how people sort of adapt. There are 12 policy priorities from Federated Farmers, they're all relevant, but what do you think are a few that are crucial to restoring confidence? In Otago, I think like I've probably got a top oh, top five and the top one I've got is access to fresh water. Like in central Otago, I'm probably a little bit biased because that's where we are and I know we represent the whole of Otago, but we live in an incredibly extreme environment. There has been over the past few years a really negative narrative around the use of fresh water for ir- irrigation and that high up with intensive agricultural systems. And it's not the right fit for for the use of fresh water for irrigation because 
what freshwater for irrigation does is it actually rec creates resilience in a farming system. Like I know that any sort of agricultural practice is always going to have an impact on the environment, but that shouldn't be the key metric on which we um, associate irrigation for use. Freshwater for use um, for growing food and fibre production. What we sort of think the, the narrative should be around that is it not only creates resilience, it's our key for adapting to change is actually having access to fresh water when we most we need it the most. And it's also food security as well. It's part of those local food systems and arable production that actually grows food for Kiwis. The second one that's really, really important to me is we live in a really incredible diverse environment here in Otago and it's those national rules that are built at a national levels that are being pushed upon communities where they don't, they're not really fit for the outcome they're trying to achieve. For example, if you're trying to solve a, a problem around um, water quality in the Taranaki, um, that action that you use there is not going to be necessarily the problem that you're trying to fix in Otago. So it's getting control back to the communities away from that one size fits all. And I think that's really important because when farmers have ownership over the problem, they understand the need for change and they understand the reason for the actions they're taking. And I think a really good saying around that that I got the other day is farmers don't want to be changed. They want to be part of the change and they will support what they create. And that's realising the social capital that we have in our communities and their ability to actually get their heads around and solve some of these big challenges that we have. The third one that's really, I think, and this is really important, is the labour one, and it's getting getting people on farm when we need them. And we're seeing it's a real challenge for, especially in the dairy industry, to find staff at the moment. And there is a lot of controls around getting people into the country to actually support our primary sector. And then we've got the big ones around the methane targets and the freshwater rules, and that, that sort of also comes back to um, the tools in the toolbox to change and also those freshwater um, rules, those national limits, which might not necessarily be the water quality challenge that we're trying to solve in a catchment. Yeah. There's a lot to get your head around and you've got to run the farm as well, really. 100%. And I think someone, because I've been away at the primary industry summit the last couple of days, and I think someone mentioned that when you ask a farmer how much time they're spending on farm, there is an increase in paperwork that you're trying to get through every week and it's about 20 to 30% of your time can be spent in the office trying to just get the compliance ticks around instead of actually farming and a lot of it is we just need to get people back on farms. What measures are Federated Farmers suggesting to ensure that the government gets all the settings right? We have an important role to play in bringing back that farmer confidence and like we will always need those national rules and limits but we need government to realise the value of our rural communities and I think there's that Greek saying, um, and I probably hope I pronounce it right, but it's first do no harm and it's primum non nocere, which is basically when those top regulations fall on rural communities, they crowd out that public spiritedness and that volunteerism that we're seeing around catchment groups. And you're not only then trying to bring people together around some of these complex challenges around fresh water and climate and you're also creating a whole other layer that those volunteers have to deal with and that's um, the regulations and navigating regulations that aren't that are getting in the way of creating environmental outcomes so that that's probably the biggest one for me yeah now if people google federated farmers roadmap to farming they can find out all the key issues there and read through the document emma what's one of the key messages that you want to get across i think it's really really key for us to make the point that this is not about 
resisting change. It's about creating the tools in the toolbox for farmers to get solutions around some of those big challenges that we're facing that will benefit our rural communities going forward. Thank you for all the work you do with Federated Farmers. And look, thank you for everything you do on the farm as well. We, we all know that everything farmers do is so important to the country and we're really grateful for the efforts that you're putting in. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate that. And thank you for having me. Download the Queenstown app from the App Store or Google Play.